All right, Trey, man, we're back again. I know we got a bunch of things to talk about today, but the most important thing we can talk about today is, of course, the Jeezy and Gucci battle. We haven't talked about this, you and I. I don't know why we haven't talked about this over the phone, over text or anything, but we haven't talked about this. So, I mean, I'll give you the floor. What's, what's, like, what's going on? What you thought, man? Because obviously, you okay. know what team I'm rocking with, so... No, no, let me go ahead and say Gucci won. That's Gucci. crazy. Hey. That's crazy. All I'm going to say is this. That's crazy. What Gucci said in it. What he said in the verse. Put him in the dirt. Okay. So. He was the realest out there. So, you, so wait. Gucci won just because he said that? Is that That's the reason you thought he won? Because yeah. you, you, you have to give me something more than that. Oh, no, 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 no. That's it. Did you see 21 Savage reaction when he was watching it? I saw it afterwards. Um, I didn't know. First of all, I didn't know that he was on like one side of the fence or the other. You know what I mean? I didn't know that about him. Well, you know, they're both from East Atlanta. Yeah, but a lot of dudes are from East Atlanta and they still mess with both of them. But no, 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 no. Atlanta rock with Gucci. Not the whole city. Atlanta rock rock with Gucci. Not the entire city. Atlanta rock with Gucci. Well, that's cap. But yeah, they, that is not no, true no, at no, all. No, 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 no. I mean, Atlanta I'm not from Atlanta. So, I, so first of all, let me not. I can't really even speak on it, but. That is no, no way. I'm not saying that they don't rock with Gucci, but they don't not rock with Jeezy. No, I ain't saying they don't rock with Jeezy. Don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm saying. Okay. I'm saying if you had to pick one or the other, it's Gucci. Okay. I mean, I, if I, it's I would like Kobe Chat. Okay, you can say you rock with Kobe. I mean, you can still like Chat, but you rock with one or the other. Yeah, but I think you can find a lot of people that would still rock with Jeezy as well, and it's not like a Gucci over Jeezy. I don't know. That's kind and of the verses Jeezy played the more nationally known song. Okay, so that's what I was gonna say. Let me let me get let me get into the verse. Let me get it because if we're talking about a verse battle, right? Just a verse battle. But this wasn't just a verse battle. Yeah. What what is it then? This is beef. Okay, you're right. No, that's how I'm looking at. It. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm looking at it like beef. Okay. If you want to look at it like that. I'm looking at it. If you just looking at it, your homeboy in the dirt. Come okay. But here's here's the way I'm looking at it. If you're looking at it, I'm looking at it strictly off of this is a verse battle. If you just talking about the song, it's not even close. And and I'll tell you why. It's not just because uh, Jeezy played things that were more mainstream. Because Jeezy's mainstream stuff is for the streets, it's for the hood, just like Gucci stuff. So that it's, it's not. It, it's literally the songs are just better. G- Gucci did. Not only did I think Jeezy won, and of course I can be biased, of course, because I'm a Jeezy guy. I'm rocking with the snowman. But what I will say, what I will say is it's not that he won. It wasn't even close. When 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 Gucci walked out here and this I, I can tell you two moments when he lost. Here we go. So for everybody listening, if you wanna if you didn't see it, you wanna go back and see it, that's fine. Two moments that Gucci man, this is how I knew Gucci Five Man was losing. This is how I knew when Gucci Man lost. One, when he sat there and complained and he said, why are you playing all the old stuff, bro? Why are you playing all the old stuff? I'm like, first of all, it's a versus battle, dude. Like, what do you think is going to happen? It's a versus battle. You're paying homage to the to the music that you had before. So you sound salty because Jeezy's old stuff is here. That's one. Secondly, when he brought up the outfits. When he brought up the outfits, that's like, that means you couldn't do anything with Jeezy's music. And the worst, the only thing you can say is, oh, my outfit look better than yours. You know how weak that sounds? We, we, no, 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 that no, sounds no, no, no. super weak. Nobody cares was, about your outfit. You don't get extra points. But for that your was, outfit. he said outfit. That wasn't like versus. That was just like I'm a dog. You out like we in the hood. Oh, okay. I mean, if you want, I if, Gucci. But look, look, when I went in versus, I already knew Jesus was going to be quote unquote the better rapper. Had the better songs. We know that just by his discography alone. So what I will say is, I Gucci mean, didn't go in there to do verses. I, Gucci went in there. To I, I agree. Beat. I agree with that. But what I will say is, there is people walking around here that were talking about. The, like just song selection, they thought Gucci was better. That, that's 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 insane to me. That's not even. I mean, we can go track for track. Like th- that is insane. I mean, I but think it don't surprise me because they almost two different. Rap- they both trap rappers, but it's like Jeezy, like Jeezy, like he kind of like the mobile rapper now. He kind of like I hate to say it, but like Jay Jay Z in a sense. Like here's he got the mobile <laughs> mobile feel to him, mobile feel to him. Where Gucci. Gucci just straight out the trap. Like I know he forward, but the thing is, they're both straight out the trap. One of them just won't grow up. Is it that he won't grow up, or that just wait that it's just his style? No, it's it's like I said, he just won't Gucci, grow up. No, no, no. Gucci, this is a different Gucci than five years ago. Let's not play. I'm sorry that he cut a little that he cut a little baby fat off of him, and he has some veneers. That doesn't make it. He's still the same person mentally. Like for, no, he not. 
Okay. Just because no, he drinks some protein shakes, Trey. Stop, 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 stop. He, he's over here trying to take shots. We don't on, care on. about stuff like that anymore. You sound immature. Like you acting like a child. Twenty thirteen Gucci. Hold on, hold on. Twenty thirteen Gucci. This is a different Gucci. Twenty thirteen Gucci would not have been on this stage with Jeezy. I, I agree. But I can say the same thing about Jeezy. I can say the same Jeezy exact. Didn't want that smoke. Jeezy didn't want that smoke. Okay. Hold, hold, hold on real quick, cause let me just let me let me pull up stage strap because clearly clearly you must you must have forgot cause, cause clearly people forgot but clearly people forgot like don't we not we not about to play Jeezy that's not what's about to happen that's not what's about to happen Gucci Man was scared for his life don't do that do not he do was that. scared for his life yeah he was scared for, he said it in court like if we want to go into specifics he was scared for his life don't like I'm not trying to okay. I'm not, no, we're not doing that. I'll, what you gonna say it, when you go into court? Of course no. he gonna say that, because then if not, he gonna get hit with a murder charge. That's not the only thing that happened, but we can't, we don't have time to go through the whole disc- discography of their beef. What I will say is, we talk, talk about just strictly music, Gucci Man literally tried it and pulled up, walk up in, wake up in the sky with Bruno Mars. Come on, Trey. No, I, like I said, Come on, Trey. Gucci could have played better songs, too. And then, to the, and then some of the songs that Gucci picked, which I think he had some better songs that he could have picked in his, that he just didn't, Gucci picked songs like, I mean, you picked a song with Drake. Like, what you gonna do when you pick a song with Drake with both? First of all, your your verse wasn't even memorable in that song. Nobody remembers your verse, nor cares. Second of all, then all, Je- all Jeezy had to do was just pick a pick any one of his five, ten different songs he has with Jay-Z, and that just that just eliminates that. See, my thinking is, Gucci, I don't think he cared about no other song other than the truth. I think that's just how he came in there. He was like, I'm gonna play this song, mm-hmm. either sign, go down, or I just don't care because he already got the bag. He got the bag. It's just it's a versus battle and you lost. That's it. Did he lose? Yes. You don't get in. Who cares if you got some street cred because you you wrapped the lyric that you that you said ten years ago and you said it when he was there. It's not like you, sorry you said it when he was at the big hold hole across the stage and you said it. Whoa, you real tough, Gucci. You real tough. You you won for the streets, bro. You got it. You got it. Like like, and that's what he did. No, Gucci went out there to win for the streets, and that's what he did. But he didn't win for the streets just because you say that, make that comment. Like that doesn't make you win for the streets. When he played that whole song, he won for the streets. But the thing is, I just think Jeezy could have played Stay Strap, and then we would have been in the same situation where we could have been like, oh yeah, he he was hard. He won for the streets. You know what I mean? He just did. He could have he could have played that. He could have played that. But the history behind that song that Gucci played. But the, that adds to it. Yeah, but both of the history, I mean, they're both included. I just think Jeezy's just more mature. No, I wouldn't say that. Are you serious? No, I'm, I, this is this is my this is my. I'm gonna leave it. This. Oh my goodness! I think. I guess it's mature in the sense that he knew something could go down, so he was like, "Okay, I'm just not gonna really entertain this that much." But at the same time, I don't really think like. Okay, he made that little fake speech about oh how we need to get together, blah 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 blah. blah. It wasn't. It really wasn't fake, man. man. That was no, real talk, man. That was fake. Okay, so so was it fake? The, the, the icy at the end. Oh, that was hey, that was corporate America saying if y'all want the bag, y'all got to play this song. <laughs> I'm telling you that because I'm telling you, if Gucci kept Jeezy at any club, it's, he pulling on sight. Vice versa. Yeah, I give you that. But here's what I would say: this is this is how you can tell that it wasn't. And I told some other people that this is how you can tell that this is just for this is just for show. I think they're like it can be cordial. I think that does exist. I mean, I think this was a big moment for that because there was a time where they would never even be in the same room, right? Well, I don't think they can even be cordial. I think they can just ignore each other. That's how I leave it. they can coexist. That's that's a better way to say it. they can they can be somewhere and coexist. What I'm saying yeah. is there was a point where that could not happen, right? So that was very clear. So this is a step in that direction. Here's what I will say. At the end, when they were talking about who, whoever extended olive branches, this and that, you know what I didn't see happen? I saw a salute happen. You know what I didn't see? I didn't see uh, no handshake. I didn't see, hey, you clap them up or anything like that. That's usually how you end something. You can tell if you really ended something with somebody. But they, they, they still be? Yeah, that's what that was my point. I was like, oh, I didn't really over because they didn't. You, you know, until you can look another man in the eye and shake his hand, you know what I'm saying? That's Gucci went on the stage. He said to his homeboy, "Quote: I was smoking on Pookie Loke tonight. Put him in the dirt." And then another quote: mm-hmm. "If you send anybody else, I'm gonna send him back just like that." Like, it's just look. All I know is that they beefing. I don't know if they're beefing anymore, but what I what I say is they can coexist. 
However, the point remains, Jeezy won the first battle, it wasn't close. That's the point. He won the first Go battle. Up. <laughs> he won the first battle. It wasn't even close. But it, it was a cool moment. I will say, overall, it was a cool moment. But Oh, yeah, it was a cool moment. It was a cool moment. Everybody tuned in. It was like Super Bowl. So I, I thought that was really cool. So regardless, we had I had to get that off my chest because I heard I've heard a lot of heard a lot of Jeezy slander. I've even heard some Gucci. Perf. I've heard some Gucci slander too. Uh, it's both been both sides. I don't really care about the Gucci slander, but I, I'm not taking any Jeezy slander. So that's not happening. However, what Gucci called him. He called him a snowman. No, he, oh, he called him snow cone. Yeah, snow, snow cone. cone. Yeah, he didn't have to do that. That was disrespectful. He didn't have to do that. But like I said, Jeezy wants points for his outfit and for his for his jokes. You can get all the points you want. The music is just better. Sorry. I mean, excuse me, if Gucci does. Sorry, Gucci. The music is just better. You can do all that you want. You sound like a kid. So that being said, I'm, no more shots at either of them. I thought it was a great moment. So you know. for those who are just joining us, welcome into the Interesting Enough podcast. Sorry if you tuned in at a heated moment, but we really had to discuss that there. He is... Trey Samuel, I'm Nolan Todd. Got a bunch to discuss with you. So many things happen in the NBA, free agency. So many things we want to get into. Um, a lot of stuff going on. Some trades fell through. We obviously, this is a special Thanksgiving episode. We're going to talk to you guys about that. But without the further ado, Trey, let's get into it. The last time we spoke, free agency hadn't started yet. So many moves have been made. We kind of wanted to wait and give you guys the podcast with everything kind of happening with things dying down. There's been so many moves. Obviously, we're not going to be able to go over all of them, Trey, but how are you feeling? Who, 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 who is the biggest winners? Who's the biggest losers of free agency? What, what's your takeaways here? Okay, I'm happy you said it because I want to start out with the biggest winners and losers. Yeah. And then we can get on to anybody else that falls in that way, mm-hmm. uh, falls either of those categories. I think the biggest winner right now is two of them I'll have to pick. One, I'm going to go with first is the Atlanta Hawks. And I know, yes, mm. they are pretty. Hear, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. I know the bar was really low for them. They were a bad team. No, it was below the basement low, Trey. I just want to make yeah. that clear how low it was, but go ahead. And, 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 and you know what? I'm giving you that. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm with that. But you got bogged on. You got Ray John Rondo, who, okay, he's not going to be, you know, the best player in the regular season. But still, I think Trey Young can learn a lot from him. You get Danilo uh, Gallinari, who's going to be like another wing player that's he can help Kevin Herter and whoever else wins you want to draft or bring along. Who, Andy Dalton? Oh, hey. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Say, no, no, no. And say what you want about Kevin Herter, but he's a good player. No, I'm just, yeah. It, all jokes aside, he's a good player. Yeah, all jokes aside, he's, he's a good, good player, player for the Atlanta Hawks. You get he wouldn't, he, I know this he wouldn't make a lot crazy. of rosters, but yeah, he's a good player for the Atlanta Hawks. You're bringing Clint Capella back. So he's going to get a full season in there. Don't start with Cl- don't don't even bring up Clint. Capella. It's better than what they had. That's what I'm getting. It's better than what they had. Really? Is it? Yeah. Clint Capella is better than what they had. Is it really that much better than what they had? Who did you have before that? I don't know who their starting center was. I don't know any. I, mean, I don't know any Atlanta bigs that's not John Collins. To be honest, if I'm just keeping it honest with you. And then I mean, I mean, and then they brought in like you know Solomon Hills. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna knock it. I'm not gonna knock it, Tony Snell. I'm not gonna knock it. Okay, so just, let's say all these cute moves aside, what 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 what's your expectations for him now with these moves? Seven seed in the East, eighth, seven to eighth. Okay. Because oh, listen, my favorite team is Orlando Magic, and I can tell you right now on paper they should be better than Orlando Magic. Okay. Right. There's no excuse for that. Right. Like it's not. So I would say they're one of the biggest winners. Then the other ones, I would say, it's just kind of. The Lakers, I know I, you hate to say it because you feel like they just won the championship, so how can they, you know, win free agency? But um, with Rondo Leachman going to the Hawks, now um, you got a new um, point guard. Who's the point guard at the Lakers? Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, Dennis Schroeder, yep. thank you. I think he, at least regular season, he's going to be better than Rondo. And the playoffs, he's at least going to match Rondo. I mean, he's a good three-point shooter. He does have defensive tenacity. You know, his IQ might not be as high as Rondo, but he can attack the basket a lot better than Rondo can. And he's a decent um, pick-and-roll player. Yeah. You get Marcus Hall. I mean, as far as offense, he should be better than Dwight Howard. You know, defense, maybe we can make an argument that he's maybe not quite vertically, you know, going to be as good as Dwight Howard on a defensive end. But as far as defensive IQ, you know, you have a lot coming there. And they lost to McGee as well, too, right? Yeah, he just bailed McGee, mm-hmm. but he ain't doing anything. So I'm not, yeah, he, he's much better. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I mean, you bringing in. I mean, I, I know uh, Danny Green. Like you let him go. I mean, 
Danny Green, I'm not trying to knock him. I talk bad about him, but what has Danny Green did? Well, what did he do? Okay, right? here's the Danny Green thing, real quick. He, he, I'm not a big Danny Green fan. I do think he's overrated at some points, but the slander for Danny Green has gotten kind of ridiculous over the past. I would say really the course of the whole year with the Lakers. I know he missed a big shot in the finals game, but in general, it, people act like he just can't shoot or anything like that. I mean, it's been, it's been pretty I, disrespectful. And I don't want to get, I don't want to slander him, but I I take Wesley Matthews over him at this point in his career. I'll leave it at that. That's a wash for me. That's a wash for me. I mean, you, you, no, 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 no. I don't think. See, Danny Green. The thing is, he could be kind of sporadic. Like he could one game he could hit you five threes, but in the next game he can go four games where he don't hit five threes at all. What is Wesley Matthews going to do? Wesley Matthews is just a sporadic from three. He is, but I think he's a better one-on-one defensive player right now. Because Danny Green defense really wasn't all that. I mean, he got a lot for reputation, but it really yeah, wasn't all that. I agree. And then Montrezl Harold. I mean, last but not least. Oh, speaking I, of going to the Ops. Yeah, listen, listen, listen. Speaking of the going Clippers to the didn't Ops. Want him. They didn't want him. Listen, he's going to be a good pick and roll player. I don't think – I think he's just going to be a bench player. I don't think he's going to start or he's not going to end the game. But, I mean, as far as coming off the bench, maybe with, like, Dennis Schroeder, I mean, what else can you ask for? Here's what I'll say about the Lakers. Montrez, you might as well, you're going to be on the bench in the fourth quarter because you're going to get killed by them centers like you did in the regular season. I'm excuse me, in the play, yeah. in the bubble. So I agree. I do think the Lakers improved, especially having lost Avery Bradley. You know, I do think even though he didn't play in the bubble, he was just an important part of their – was going to be an important part of their team in the future. So I do think they improved a lot. But what I would say, I mean, dare I say the Heat? I mean, okay, explain that. Explain <laughs> it. Explain it. You can't just say it. I know, I know. It. I can't just say it. So, we already knew going into it that we were going to lose Derrick Jones Jr. We just knew off of Rip, you know, he, the the money that he was commanding in the um, in free agency, right on the market, I should say, the Heat weren't going to give him that. As much as they like him, they weren't going to give him that. I mean, I really do think because we lost Derrick Jones. Derrick Jones Jr. is the main piece that that I, I feel like we lost. I, I don't know if Iguodala is going to be retained or not in terms of if he's going to retire. So we'll have to see how that goes as well. But I think we improved. And I'm talking about all offseason issues. I mean, to get a guy like Avery Bradley, he just fits what the Heat wants to do. One of the Heat's biggest issues they had was guard was stopping penetration, especially from the guards. When you talk about Tyler Hero and Kendrick Nunn, they couldn't really stop penetration. To get a guy to do that is going to be huge for them. He lost on Lynn Hill, but he wasn't really playing a lot anyway. So I wouldn't really lose too much sleep over that. So I mean, I think the Avery Bradley thing, getting a guy like Mo Harkless. Now, Mo Harkless can fill in the Derrick Jones Jr. role, and he's even a slightly better shooter. He's not a great shooter, so you're not getting much better, but he's a bigger guy in terms of, you know, uh, weight-wise, he's a bigger guy, so he can really play the And forward. he doesn't have the athleticism. I mean, I know that's not a, bit, a large part, but he's not going to be – Yeah, like, he's not going to be jumping out of jail. Yeah, he's not going to be jumping. Yeah. But he's an athletic guy where he can he can play defensively just as good as Derrick Jones Jr., and he can play like some small ball power forward. Now, the biggest thing that I think that he lost was Jay Crowder. That was the thing to, to, to us that kind of hurt because he was playing the small ball power forward for us in in certain lineups. So losing him is going to be huge, but that's why they got more Harkless to fill that void. And we'll kind of see what happens. And then, of course, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the draft briefly here. Um, get but I, hold on. I do mm-hmm. want to say one thing, too. Yeah. I think when you're looking at their free agency, you have to keep in mind that they're after the big fish next year or possibly Giannis leaving. So I think you have to keep that in mind with some of the decisions they made. Maybe like not retaining Drake Crowder or not going after anybody else um, with larger salary cap. I think they're trying to um, save money to get Giannis. So I think you have to keep that in mind. Yeah, I thought that too. And then they re-signed Myers Leonard after two years, $20 million. And I mean, I know he chairs on the bench. I know he's the the, the best fat guy in the NBA. But I mean, we got to, I was just really confused there. But if you need just a big for depth, I guess it's fine. Unfortunately, Kelly Olenek, we know he exercised his option. He opted into that money. We wanted him to be gone, but it's all good. But Precious Achua, now, I think he's going to be a really solid pickup for us in terms of the draft. He's very versatile. He can guard multiple positions. He can shoot the ball a little bit. Did I want to guard? Yes. I was a big Tyrese Maxey guy, you know, a big Cole Anthony guy. Of course, the Magic got him. So I was a big on those guys. However, I think the, the Heat did fill a need. Now, I didn't get to ask you, I mean, by the way, I know we're not really talking much about the Magic, but how did you feel about them getting Cole Anthony? Because I thought that's a huge pickup because the Magic got a lot of guys that can do a lot of different things, and they just need to put the ball in the basket. He can do that. Day one, he can do that. 
I mean, I agree with you on everything you just said. I think it's a huge pickup as far as, you know, again, somebody can put the ball in the basket, especially from the wing. It seems like the last few or so years, like maybe like four or five, you know, Magic have just been getting big man after big man after big man, right? Mm-hmm. That's free agency, all the mm-hmm. draft. So it's nice to get a wing player. Um, you know, Markel, I think this is the last year that um, he could be a free agent. So maybe the Magic is saying, hey, we need somebody to replace him because we don't want to pay him what we think he might want. Mm-hmm. You know, that could be a possibility. But, I mean, I'm not really cold. Cole Anthony at his best, I'm thinking maybe he'll be like an 18 point per game score. You know, I'm not really expecting really? him to change by the, the NBA, but I think it's a nice pick. I mean, I think peak Cole Anthony could be like six man of the year when. You know, here's the thing I think Cole Anthony has one of the biggest windows in the draft. I think his ceiling, I think he could be an all star in the league. Like, if everything works out his way, potentially, because remember, he was a guy that was really going to be a top five pick if it wasn't for the injuries and stuff that happened at North Carolina with, with them just being on a bad team. He would have been a top five pick. And he's a guy that can really, I can see getting to be in a 20-point score. And he can be an all-star, especially in the East. He can be an all-star. That's his peak. I think the very least he can be is a spark plug off your bench, like you said, that can score some, some points for you. I don't think there's a situation where he's just going to be a complete bust. I don't see it. Now, we'll say this podcast, but I just really – I, that's why I think it's a good And I'm not saying that I expect him to be a complete bust. I'm just saying, I mean, he might make one all-star game in his career, but I just don't see him being a perennial all-star, a multi-time all-star, anything of that nature. But again, the Magic are bad. He's going to get a lot of shots. I mean, he really doesn't have another scoring threat on the team other than Bucevic. And, um, you know, he's playing down low, so, I mean, the wing is going to be his. So, I mean, he's going to have opportunities, put it that way. Yeah, I agree. And I, I thought the draft overall, they did a good job. Uh, attacking a need for the Magic and, of course, uh, the Heat then. We'll, we'll talk about the draft, you know, as we get close to the season in terms of who guys we think are some winners and losers in that. But in ter- So were there any losers you saw, though, like throughout the free agency or the draft? Were there any losers? So for free uh, – well, the draft is tough. I, I do think the draft – the middle part of the draft was, I thought, the best part of the draft where you can get a lot of different guys. I think um, there was a guy named Sadiq Bey from Villanova. Think people should to yeah. look out for. I wanted the Heat to get him. He got picked a spot for before us. I think it was the Spurs, if I remember correctly. And I thought that was a, a guy that the Heat maybe would have targeted, and they just maybe got picked before him. Peyton Pritchard, you probably remember him from Oregon. That's my guy. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, I like him. A three point shooter. Three point yeah. shooter. He's just a really tough, tough guard. Now he doesn't ever wow you with any of his athletic. No, but he fits. Yeah, perfect. but he doesn't wow you with anything spectacular. He's not a spectacular athlete. He's not a super fast, super strong, but he's just like a really good basketball player. He's a Boston guy. I thought that he could have used a guy like him too, but... Can I say somebody who I think that lost in the fridge? I mean, in the um, draft, yeah. though? Unknowingly. Like, they didn't have any... It wasn't because of anything they did. I just think that the Warriors lost because with Clay Thompson's injury and the chance that he could have possibly got Anthony Edwards, let's just say mm-hmm. Milwaukee side, they didn't want to get Wiseman or some other big man, maybe somebody else we just don't... We wouldn't have thought about them getting. I think... Then get Anthony Edwards, that would have kind of gave him a chance to kind of say, okay, he's going to take the reins over Clay Thompson. He's going to kind of fill this void. But here's what I think with the Warriors. I think it's a good pick with Wiseman because I think they would have picked him. I think they would have picked him regardless if Clay Thompson got hurt or not because he, he he's a guy that can really be a cor- one of the cornerstones for your franchise regardless. So forget Clay Thompson being there or not. It's still a good pickup because they still would have had that void at the center position. And, the- and I agree with that, but does Wiseman help you win now like Anthony Edwards would have helped you win now for the Warriors? I'm not saying any other team. I'm just saying specifically for the Warriors. Will he help well, you Well, first like- of all, Anthony Edwards got picked number one, so they couldn't get him. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if, let's just hypothetically, if he would have had a, if he would have. Oh, okay. So we don't, yeah. So we don't know what they would have done. Let, if you're just saying both those guys on the board, let's say Lamella got picked number one or something and both of those guys end up being on the yeah. board. I still go with Wiseman because Anthony, while Anthony Edwards, even though I think he's the best overall player in the draft, I think he's a, more of a wild card than James Wiseman. Because I think James Wiseman also, his thing is, I mean, at the very least, he's going to be a serviceable big in the league. No, what, nothing yeah, no, being said. So you can still – and when I say serviceable big in the league, he's automatically, at the very least in his career, going to be better than any center that they've had. If you want to count David Lee as a center, okay, not him. But he's going to be better than Bogut. He's going to be better than Jordan Bell or any of those guys. Looney, off, off rip right away. So – you got to go take the guy. Now, if he actually is able to do the things that they say he can do, which is expand his range, show the Chris Bosh touch and things like that, then you can see what happens. But I think it's a great pick for them. And then defensively, we know Draymond's not the same defender that he's been the three, four, five years ago, right? So you need a guy that's going to be able to help rim protect. And that's really been something that they – that really – the rim protection's actually hurt them a lot throughout their run, except for the year with Kevin Durant. 
when and I think it was the 2017 year when he was like one of the best defenders in the league because he's just so tall with him and Draymond. Other than that, they really haven't had great shot blocking and rim protection, and that's something that they'll have going forward. But yeah, I, I understand what you're saying there. I, I think Anthony Edwards. Now, I do think what I will say is I think it's pretty horrible that Anthony Edwards is going to t- to Minnesota. I think he should. I think he seems like a kid that should maybe go to a spot where we they got some more veteran leadership and things like that. Playing with D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns, I don't think creates great habits. But I I, I, I I'll say that for anybody going to uh, yeah. Minnesota, I just don't. I just don't think that's a good culture. So I just think. But there's other guys that I don't know who Minnesota would have gotten that spot. But there's other guys that are a little bit more mature. I think coming out. I, speak. Yeah, they might have been a Speaking there, of losers, I, I mean, when you're talking about the draft, not a big deal. But I thought the Suns are a loser in the draft just because I thought they completely missed on Tyrese Halliburton. I thought they missed on him. He's a guy that can slot in right away today and play off-ball guard with Chris Paul. And then when Chris Paul leaves, he can slide in and be the point guard of the future. He does everything well. He's also a mature kid, things like that. I mean, I know they got the, the power for it, and I know they had a slot for it with DeAndre Ayton. But I think you could have got a big at certain – you could have signed a big that's going to do what that guy's going to do. Do you know what I'm saying? So I think – they're not a big loser like you like you said before, but I think there's something that they should definitely look out for. But in terms of free agency, I think I don't really have a lot of big losers. I don't know if you do. Oh, I okay, do. go ahead because I don't really have a lot. Of, I mean, I thought maybe Boston for a while, but which who do you who do you who are you thinking? I mean, I guess it hasn't come into uh, for um, it hasn't really happened yet. So I mean, if you want to make an argument that they're not a loser, then fine. But I would say Houston Rockets. Mm. You lost the coach. He lost a general manager, and neither two of one of your stars, Russell Westbrook or James Harden, want to be there. Regardless of whether they, they keep him, because there's some reports coming out that said, oh, Houston, they don't mind being uncomfortable in keeping these two players. Yeah. Do, what, do what you have to do, but you're not going to be reasonably in, um, and have a good chance to win a championship this year. Right. Like you had years past. And I just think I don't I don't know where they're going to go from here because you can't really trade Russell Westbrook. I mean, he's still a good serviceable serviceable player, but on his contract, nobody's going to want to take him. And then James Harden, you're not going to get back what you should for him whenever you do. And trade. and James Harden ruined do. it with himself by by putting out to having come out to the media because now everybody knows you got to be traded, so they're not going to give you as much I'm, anyway. Yeah, but I just, I don't think he cares. I, I, oh, I he doesn't he care. I think. Yeah, but yeah. you should. I, See, that's the thing that's a misconception. You should care if you're a player because you can get out of town quicker. But I, but I also, at the same time, I understand if you, let's say you don't come out, right? So I'll, I'll play devil's advocate. If you don't, if you go to the team kind of behind closed doors and you're like, hey, I kind of want to be moved this situation, teams are going to look at other suitors. So there's a potential that you can, oh, perfect example, Kawhi Leonard. There's an example, like he didn't want to go to Toronto, right? He got traded there. But if you go and you come out to the media and you say, hey, I only want to play for Brooklyn or I only want to play for Philly, well, guess what? Teams are not going to even want to trade for you because they're like, this guy doesn't want to be here anyway. So I can kind of see what's your point there with the James Harden thing too. So now do you think – I mean, speaking of that real quick, do you think – I mean, because I think that they, he's going to be gone. Do you think he's going to Brooklyn or Philly? Do you see another suitor? I mean, I really don't see Brooklyn. At least Philly, they can offer you something. You know, you can get a Joel and be, you know, you can get a Ben Simmons and then a pick or so. I mean, what what is Brooklyn going to offer you? Like, and I just don't see him and Kyrie coexisting, it, even if I'm looking at it from Brooklyn. What if, side. You, did, what if you did the deal That's straight up with some yeah. money? I mean, considering Kyrie, James Harden, and obviously moving parts of money, do you, does, is Brooklyn better? So say that again. So if we, we know Kyrie doesn't necessarily is thrilled with playing with James Harden because he doesn't want to be the third option, right? So yes. what if they were able to do a deal, a package deal where Kyrie, maybe even a three-team deal where Kyrie ends up leaving James Harden goes to Brooklyn. So you, the two-headed monster is Kevin Durant and Harden. Does that, I think better? Brooklyn is better than, I think Brooklyn is better with us. But how much better are you? I'm not going to say you're a lot better, but one thing Kyrie's, you know, he's injury prone. Okay. James Harden isn't. Right. James Harden is a better facilitator than Kyrie. I know Kyrie plays the point guard position, but he's not a good facilitator. Is James Harden a and, good facilitator, or does he just a stat pad? I, I didn't say great. I didn't say he's better. Okay. I mean, because I always – He's okay. I'm not going to say I'm not gonna say he's great. He's okay, but he's better than Kyrie. And you know what? But here's, you know the, here's my problem with James Harden, and it really has nothing to do with the facilitating thing. How are you going to convince a guy that's put up historic numbers for the past, what, what am I – we'll be talking about four or five, six years – 
and, and playing one style away, how can you convince that guy that he's got to go back and just play within an offense again and run off pin downs and do things like that? That's really tough. I think the way you convince him is if you have a player on that team that's better better than him, and they kind of tell him that's what he Does James Harden believe anyone's so think, better than him? I'm Okay, it's kind of with the Miami Heat thing. Dwayne Wade didn't believe anyone was better than him, but then after a couple practices, he's always said, you know, he saw LeBron, and he realized, oh, okay, this is something different. But he, but here's the thing, and I agree, but I don't think Dwayne Wade's stupid. He knew LeBron is better than him. I literally don't think James Harden thinks Kevin Durant is better than him. I just don't think that. And not even f- forget him coming off an injury. I just don't think in general James Harden really believes anyone's better than him. I mean, you saw the way he talks about the Greek freak. He just thinks he could just dribble around there and just dunk, and he thinks that he's better than the Giannis, and I'm sure – None of us think that he's better than Giannis, right? No, no. Right. Well, I'm gonna listen. This, this is just what you do. You talk to Kevin Durant if you're the um, Brooklyn general manager. You say, "Hey, I need you to get his message across the heart, even before we trade for him. Let's say if there's a possibility the trade goes mm-hmm. through, through." And then at that point, you know, you let Kevin Durant uh, read. I mean, he's like, "Okay, yeah, I think he's gonna buy in." If Kevin Durant comes back and says, "Hey, I don't think he's gonna really buy in," you know, he's kind of looking to do, do this down the third. I think you might just tell yourself, you know what, we're better off. I don't know. It's tough. I, I mean, and then one of the underrated things is Mike D'Antoni, of course, is the assistant coach for the Brooklyn Nets, and he was James Harden's head coach, which James Harden had some of the best numbers of his career there. So that's probably another reason why James Harden also still wants to go there. So it's like, I know Mike D'Antoni isn't running the show anymore in Brooklyn, but how would you feel about James Harden going over there? Like, is he going to assume that they're running that same type of system again? I know Steve Nash is the head coach. A lot of moving parts. I, I don't think it's – I think it's going to be – I think if I'm James Harden, I think I'm going to see some kind of very vari, variation of that system. I'm not going to see that full mm-hmm. system, but I see something that's in that similar vein. I mean, because I don't – I mean, that's a system that Steve Nash ran, ran through the uh, majority of his career. And when he had his best years, when he won back-to-back finals MVP – I mean, regular season MVPs, you know, that's a system he knows. That system can work in Brooklyn. I don't see why Kevin Durant couldn't play in the system like that. And I don't see why Spencer Dinwiddie, and I guess maybe they would be involved in the trade, but let's just say who they have there now, I don't see why they can't play that in that system. Joe Harris, I don't see why he wouldn't be a better shooter in that system and get more open threes. So I guess it's like a very variance of that system, you know, I would be seeing Ron there, but I just don't think they would go that far. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would ever be a situation where DeAndre Jordan is not on the court with the final, you know, three minutes in the game. Well, sneaky thing I think is going to happen, I think I mentioned before, Kevin Durant's going to be playing center. In closing lineups, I'm, I'm guaranteeing this. He's going to be playing center in closing lineups, whether there's Kyrie there or James Harden or not. The way the league is going, he's going to be playing small ball center. That's going to be something to look out for. We'll touch base on in the future. Last thing I want to talk about NBA wise, uh, Trey is actually the Bogdan Bogdanovich thing because we didn't really talk talk about the Bucks too much with the Drew Holiday deal. I think they got a little better. Thought it was very interesting, and I, I'll, I'll you know fill in the details for people now. Essentially, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich was playing for the Kings. Long story short, he it was told to him, or he found out, looks like via Twitter, maybe um, Adrian Wojnarowski, who's a, an NBA insider, that he was going to be traded or was going to be assigned and trade to the Milwaukee Bucks. He's, he never agreed to it. That's why the trade didn't fall through. A lot of things, reports that were coming out was uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, along with some others, I, I wouldn't necessarily say him, is he's the only one, but he came, it has come out and he basically posted these things on Twitter before they were... 100% agreed to instead of just saying that, hey, using different types of verbiage, saying that teams were actually interested instead of it saying it, it was a done deal. So that kind of scared them away. They backed off the deal. Uh, fast forward now, Bogdan Bogdanovich actually, as you talked about earlier, Trey, he signed with the Atlanta Hawks. How do you feel about that whole situation? Because I've actually never really seen something like that. It was so bizarre. Well, I think, first of all, in my, in my opinion, it's just like, those are Bucks. I know they're a small market team, so you know everybody wants to see the small market team have some kind of success. I think they kind of shot themselves in the foot when all this information did leak. And I'm not saying who in the Bucks organization leaked it or who with the Kings organization right. leaked it, but just mm-hmm. things like that. You can't have it leak. I mean, this I think it was five days in total before free agency was officially um, declared to start. I mean, I know we know everybody tampers, but the idea that something will come out of five days like that, I mean, in that detail, it wasn't like, oh, the Bucks are thinking about trading him or this is a likely trade destination for um, Bogdan. No, the whole detail, I mean, everybody that was involved 
Namani, everything, you know, was written out in detail. I just don't think the NBA could go along with that. I think once we look at the autopsy of the Bucks two or three years from now, if Giannis is gone and we're like, oh, this is a dying franchise, I think this is going to be like the root cause of it. I think we're just going to go back to this point and be like, oh, this was the last chance they had to actually maybe keep Giannis and actually be title contenders. I mean, actually go to the NBA Finals and possibly win it. I like what they did this year with Drew Holiday. I think that kind of helps, you know, mask the failures in the ball gun mm-hmm. trade. But it just don't stuff in the end of the day. I mean, I don't know. What's your opinions about it? I just don't I agree with you with the Drew Holiday thing. Here's what I would say. Drew Holiday is probably recognized as what? One of the most underrated players in the, in the NBA, right? Correct. I hate to say this, but I feel like he's he's been getting a little overrated lately. Like, a lot of people saw that signing and was like, oh, yeah, that's the he's the number two that Giannis needed or whatever. And it's kind of like, not really. I mean, Drew Holiday is not a number two. He's Now, as a number three, he's probably going to be, what, their third best player, right, behind Middleton. So if you have him as a three, I think it's a great fit. And I will say, I know that they get – I think they gave up a lot for Drew Holiday, right, we should just say in general. Yeah. However, those guys that they gave up, I mean, I don't think you're losing sleep over losing George Hill and them guys. You, I think you improve greatly when you have a guy like that that can really create off the dribble and do things. So I do think the Bucks got a little bit better. But as you stated before, I don't know if this is enough for their window. And I'm interested to see, to see what happens there just because if it doesn't work out, I think his number one destination is going to be the Heat if he does decide to leave Milwaukee, which is not guaranteed. I was a little, you know, the Heat, we didn't talk about too many of the, the 2017 draft class. A lot of these guys got extensions, you know, De'Aaron Fox, Jason Tatum, and I know – Bam Adebayo just got his extension. I know the Heat were trying to wait to to pay him his extension just because they wanted to see what they wanted to do with with the Greek freak. However, they decided to pay him anyway, and I'm sure a part I'm because sure a part to. of it was Bam Adebayo being like, "Hey, all these guys are getting paid right now. Donovan Mitchell's jumping up in the in swimming pools, getting paid with socks on." So, <laughs> you know, but I don't I don't blame him because I mean he just had an injury in the. Oh, field. I don't blame him. Yeah, and lo and behold, listen, Clay Thompson is a perfect example. He got that big uh, contract extension, and then you know I don't blame him. You're right. I don't blame him. Yeah, I don't blame him. Yeah, I'd be like, listen, I like you, Pat. And I still think that they will still have flexibility if it comes to it. You know, guys that are that are going to be off the books. I mean, they can move Dragic, they can move Kelly Olynyk because this is the last year of his contract. There's other guys that can be moved in these situations, and you'd still have Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson not up yet. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, what they're going to do going forward. But I thought that Bogdanovich thing was so weird. So last thing we want to. And I mm-hmm. want to say one thing, other thing yeah. in the NBA though, before we leave, I want to give I want to give some uh, props to Phoenix. I also do like what they did this year, the Phoenix Suns. Uh-huh. I know we you know we always talk trash about them and saying how they're a bad organization and this that, and the third. But I mean, and their ability to get Chris Paul and to bring him along with um, Devin Booker, I'm really excited for them. I think that this is, I I think that they should make the playoffs. I know the West is. Uh, you you got to make pretty, the playoffs if you make that type of move. Let's just call it that for. For one, you got to make the playoffs. But you, you, you know, the thing is, I, well, one thing, since we're talking about the Chris Paul thing, one thing I thought was weird, you know, Chris Paul, I don't know if you heard about this, but he was working with management to, to get traded. So he's working with Sam Presti. So he didn't get traded to Phoenix because, like, he just got blindsided. Like, this is one of the choices he wanted to go, one of the places he wanted to go to. I thought it was weird that he wanted to go to Phoenix of all places, especially a guy like him that may be looking at trying to win the championship on the way out. So – I don't necessarily think Phoenix makes them a contender. So I thought that was weird, but I, I like that fit. But what I do think is actually going to help a lot. I don't think it's really going to help Devin Booker as much. I mean, Devin Booker was probably going to be great regardless. I think it's really going to help DeAndre Ayton because every time Chris Paul plays with a big man, he always makes him better. I mean, you can go down the line, whether it's Steven Adams, David West, back in New Orleans days, right? He's always going to make them better. So I'm excited for DeAndre Ayton if I'm a Suns fan. If I'm a Suns fan, and that may be the reason why they drafted uh, the power forward there from Maryland, that may be the reason they drafted him because you have Chris Paul. And as far as DeAndre Ayton, I got to be excited if I'm DeAndre Ayton because I'm thinking, oh, my numbers are going to go up. All I got to do is, you know, I could start working on my pick mm-hmm. and pop game because he does have a decent mid range shot on my pick and roll game. I have somebody that's going to lobby or put it right in front of the basket for me. I would be excited if I was yep. him. And he can stretch it, you know, he can shoot a little bit, stretch his range. So it's going to be exciting to see going forward, and the Suns are going to be one of the teams that we should look out for. They could be this year's da- or last year's Dallas, you know what I mean? That can make it very interesting in the first round for a team and maybe even make a, a mini run here. So we'll see going forward, and I always got to keep a lookout on Portland as well. So 
team I'm always going to keep a, a lookout for. But with that being said, we want to uh, have something special for you guys. Actually, let's take a quick break. We'll come back with a very special Thanksgiving topic. And we are back. Trey, we got all the housekeeping stuff out the way. Now what I've been excited to talk about. Thanksgiving is coming up. And if you're just listening to this, you maybe listen to this on Thanksgiving. I hope you enjoy yourself and enjoy your family, enjoy good food. Wanted to bring you a special top five today. It's a special top five that's due to Thanksgiving. So Trey, what we're going to do is we're going to pick our top five best Thanksgiving dishes. Now, I do want to clarify for everyone. When we were doing our list, we're picking dishes. These are side dishes or desserts. This isn't so we're in, pretty much, I would say, Trey, we're including everything that's not the main course, which is what the, the turkey and the ham, as far as meats are concerned. Okay, so that's yeah. how I did my list. So, Trey, I'll let you go first. Uh, do you want to go five to one or one to five? Uh, okay. One to five. Come on with it. Okay. So, all right, the top of my list is going to be mashed potatoes. Number one? Yes. I mean, I would say this. I'm biased. Okay. If I had to pick my favorite food, like just in general, not even just Thanksgiving, it's possibly mashed potatoes. Okay, okay. I, I so love I'm mashed biased. potatoes too, so I agree with you, but I'm just thinking in terms of Thanksgiving, number one, okay, all right. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. It's not a real Thanksgiving if you don't have any mashed potatoes. In me. And I'm not talking about mashed potatoes that had the whole potatoes in them. I want it, <laughs> oh, you want, you I want, want it, it mashed up. Mushy I, or whatever. Okay. Yeah, and I don't want the, the skin because I'm not trying to eat the potato <laughs> skin. This ain't the I want it, yeah, I, yeah. Take okay, I got you. It. All right, so you got mashed potatoes, number one. Number two, macaroni. I'm not talking about the runny stuff. I'm with the black macaroni. I'm talking about the black human. Oh, I thought you said you like the you, you oh you make yours for uh Thanksgiving. You was the one you make the craft one, right? What the fuck with me? I'm gonna call you Hey, don't play with me. All right, so we talking the baked goodness, the real deal. Yes, I'm talking about the one. Look, it 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 it, it take form. I mean, you could drop it and it's gonna stay in form. <laughs> what? I'm or you can turn it upside down and it'll come out. And it'll come out. And it's going to be good still. Yes. <laughs> All right. Mac and cheese. Solid. Uh, mac and cheese. Number three, I'm going to go with some greens. I'm Southern. I like okay, greens. Okay, so Need I had a thing with sauce. the greens. but I'll save mine for when I do my list. So we talking collard greens, green beans, anything specific? No, collard okay. greens. Collard greens. Okay. Oh, yeah. Give me some Louisiana hot sauce. Okay. All right. So collard greens, three. Solid. I'm with you. Yeah. Number four. I'm going to say dressing. I mean, I know dressing can be kind of iffy. I like dressing if it's done well. I don't want my dressing burnt, though, and I don't want it okay. runny, but some good dressing. Yeah, I can ride with that. And number five is sweet potato pie. <sighs> okay. Now, patty pie. You said just any pie? No, I said patty pie. Oh, patty pie. pie. Come on. Okay. Uh, okay. I mean, because it's Thanksgiving, I'm with your list. Because it's Thanksgiving. I can already tell from what your list was that you're going to have some disagreements. I can already tell. Oh, yeah, yeah. You just got to like Milky Ways, right? Don't, first of all, it was Three Musketeers. And I'm still oh. standing by the Three Musketeers thing. Oh, by the way, speaking of that, don't forget your blasphemy. I'm not the only person that says uh, some, some crazy stuff on here. What you said about Nick Cannon being better than Jamie Foxx. Don't forget about that. Because people were going crazy about that. Oh, oh no, no, and I ride. Right yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not. I'm not touching that topic. I'm, you, you never let that go. I'm not touching that topic. So here's what I'll do. So I'll go. I'll go one to five. Since you went one to five. Okay. So in the Thanksgiving spirit, number one, got to be mac and cheese. Not only do I think okay. mac and cheese is number one, I just don't think it's close. Because when I think Thanksgiving, I almost think of the mac and cheese before I even think of turkey and ham or anything like that. I, I, I mean, yes, okay, I know I picture the turkey, it's got me on the table, yes, but mac and cheese, you can't go wrong. That, there's no arguments here. You can't, you can't knock me off the, and this is also coming from a guy, I'm not really a big dairy guy either, um, even though I'm not really actually lactose intolerant, I'm one of the few people that look like us that isn't lactose intolerant, but mac and cheese, you gotta have it. I'll, I'll make exceptions mac and cheese all day. Number two, which I was surprised you had, is mashed potatoes. So I just had your list, I had it flipped. I love mashed potatoes regularly, right? So I'm kind of like you with it. So I got to have my mashed potatoes. I mean, I can have mashed potatoes gravy, without gravy, whatever you want to call it. So we're, we're good here so far, right? Okay. Yeah, we're good here. I, I mean, it's basically my list, but just in, in reverse. I'm Here's where it's going to start getting iffy for you, I feel like. Number three. Number three, stuffing. 
Number three got to be stuffing. Here's what I say. Uh, I don't know about that one. I that. love no. stuffing. What I also will say about stuffing is I like it stuffed inside turkey and things like that, of course. And then two, I like it outside of the turkey and with stuffing. Number three, I only eat it during Thanksgiving. I, I probably don't even have it. I, I To be honest with you, Thanksgiving's coming up. I don't think I have had stuffing since last Thanksgiving. I don't want nothing inside my turkey. I just really like stuffing. Stuffing is amazing to me. So I know some people probably would disagree with that. <laughs> okay. Number four. Number four. You said greens. Here's something controversial. I don't think it's controversial. I think it's very easy. I'm going greens, but I'm going green beans over collard greens all day. All day, every day. All day. I don't think that's controversial. I just don't agree with it, but really? I don't think it's controversial. I, I, feel, I think it also might be a regional thing. I think, you know, it's, it's, collard greens is more of like a southern thing and things like that. So I just want my greens, like just green beans. I don't need all the meat and all the other fatty stuff in it. Like, let me just get the green beans. Oh, no, 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 no. We, we didn't want to talk about greens. I need like some net bones. See, no, I think it. a lot of that stuff to me is overrated. I, if I want my meat, I can just have meat. No, but no, you want the greens and the Listen, the meat getting to the greens and the juice. No, nah, oh, man. Oh. I want my green. Now, I want my green means, you know, we can saute, we can have a season and stuff like that. I'm cool with all the meat in it, though. No, you bougie. You talking about saute. <laughs> yeah, man. Saute, man. We got to level up. Oh, okay. <laughs> Keep on with this. So, green means. Num- and then number five. My number five, I also did pick a dessert. It's also not even close to me. Got to be apple pie. 100% got to be apple pie. 100% got to be apple pie. Absolutely so, not. I don't know nobody in my family that's going to So here's what I say. Sweet potato pie. You know, here's what's funny about sweet potato pie. I actually don't like sweet potatoes, right? So as a, in general. But I, I do like sweet potato pie. Like I think sweet potato, that's kind of, you know, it's kind of weird. I don't really eat like a whole sweet potato, but I can eat sweet potato pie. But if they're both there, I'm going apple pie. One thousand, not a hundred. 1,000% of the time. 1,000% of the time. It's not even close. I, I don't even think that's... I think my list is amazing. I, I think my list gives you a little bit of everything. I think my list is, is a lot healthier than yours. I think my... We're not arguing health when it's Thanksgiving. I mean, you still got to keep it solid. Listen, if I have a heart attack today, I'm going to have a heart attack. <laughs> so, so the only thing we disagree on is the, is the, the green beans... Well, you say you disagree with green beans. It just got to be something in them. And then apple pie. You going? You going sweet potato pie? Hundred percent of the time. Hundred percent. I mean, I'm not even going to put apple pie. Really? Like, no, no, no. So, if if, let's say, you could have said pound cake, and I would have been there with you. You want to eat some dry pound cake over apple? You rather eat some dry pound? Okay. So you rather eat some? You rather eat some dry pound cake than eat some apple pie? Bro, apple pie don't even sound like it go with Thanksgiving. Like, I just don't really see how that works with like apple pie. So, if it was... Who grandma going to cook some apple pie? So, what, you rather have pumpkin pie? Don't tell me you'd rather have pumpkin pie. I, no, Trey. It, it fit better with Trey, Thanksgiving. Trey, come on, man. Much. It fit better with Thanksgiving. Oh, my goodness. This, oh, my... No, no. No. But okay, for, even if it even if it doesn't fit better with Thanksgiving, just just let's just go taste at this point. Okay, yeah, I'll probably go with apple pie over there. If you just going so you're just saying you don't taste. think apple pie is should be a Thanksgiving thing? No, like I mean, it's just not. It's like saying oh tacos. I like tacos, but if you bring oh you trying that is not dinner, the same thing. That is not stupid. the same thing. That is not the same thing. The same thing to me because apple pie don't make no sense on no Thanksgiving. Well, I think you would have did better with me. If you just said blueberry pie. I could have visioned that better as a, just as a Thanksgiving pie. food. You, yeah, you know, I'm surprised you didn't say anything like cranberry sauce or any of those things. I mean, I, you know, I can eat like a bite of it, but that's really wow. It. I just, I mean, that's that's just crazy to me. Like apple pie, I think apple pie is just classic. It. I, I typed in Thanksgiving apple pie online, and I ain't saying really? nothing for Am I tripping, or is it not? I mean, maybe I'm tripping. I didn't know it wasn't a... I mean, I just... Again, you got you to gotta look at who you're talking to, like demographics. You gotta well, here's what I will well. say. 
Oh, no, 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 no. Now I'm looking at this map on Yahoo. Now you take this for what it's worth. It's on Yahoo okay. Life. And there's only one state that their national pie for Thanksgiving is, um, are they the pie, they, uh, their favorite pie for Thanksgiving is apple pie. That's Connecticut. Everywhere else is what, sweet potato? No, it's a mix between cranberry, sweet potato, blueberry, strawberry, pecan, cherry, and Okay, pumpkin. so it's just other pies. See, three of them got pumpkin. Three of them got pumpkin. I'm not doing pumpkin pie. I'm sorry. But. And then like five of them, no, six of them got blueberry. I don't know. Oh, and then like nine of them got sweet potato. I don't know. You know, I got to think. I mean, growing up, our I don't even really remember the desserts, to be honest with you. Like, Thanksgiving wasn't just. I just vaguely remember the desserts. Like it probably was like ice cream or something regular. Like I don't even remember it being because honestly, I don't even, I'm not a big pie person in general. So I should say that I don't, I, if it was like, and hey, no, I'm not either. No, I'm not either. I, I, I'll, yeah. If it was like pie or cakes or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, Oh yeah. I don't know. We, we that's, that's interesting. I, we, we're going to put a poll out. I think we should put a poll out. Maybe about the, the green beans or the, or the collard greens, because I think that's a, kind of an interesting debate as well. So, but I think also I think, like you said, you I think that's a southern thing. You know, I grew up in North Florida. Yeah, I think that's a. But I you don't think, think sweet potato pies are southern thing? You think I that's mean, a culture? I'm, I'm just looking at this. State. I mean, I'm looking at the states right now, and it's like Ohio, Louisiana, then Pennsylvania. Detroit, Georgia, Tennessee, North Carolina, Virginia. So I guess that's like a mix between Southern, like gritty Southern. That, yeah. that have that have sweet potato pie. Okay. Yeah, correct. The biggest one is cranberry pie, oh, surprisingly. No. But that's that. Yeah, that's all like Midwest and then Northeast. I mean Northwest. I'm like, uh. that's interesting. I'm definitely gonna put that out there. We'll see what people say about that. But anyway, once again, I just want to thank everyone for joining us. Uh, thank you. Please like and subscribe. We want to thank you guys so much for listening and we wish you have a, a happy Thanksgiving. And, and I want to just urge people to remember and try, you can get your thoughts on this as well. Just want to remember why the holidays, the holidays are here and coming up, you know, the, all the food and all the gifts and all the presents are not nearly as important as just spending the time with your loved ones. So do just remember that when you complaining about that somebody didn't season something enough or you complain about the gifts you didn't get or things like that. That is the most important thing. So just enjoy the time, everyone. I, I urge you to, Trey. Okay. And I, I want to leave on topic and I want to say this Xbox <laughs> is the best console. Gucci Man won the rap battle. Wow. You really, that's what you really sabotaging this ending. <laughs> I know you don't, first of all, I know you don't believe the Xbox is the best. It's the one I got. No, I didn't ask you if the one you got. I asked you, you, you actually, you know, the reason why you have the Xbox is because it was so available. They probably were, they probably were paying you to get it. It's more powerful. It's not more powerful. It looks like a big brick. And they got game pass. It looks game like a big pass. brick, but. What the PS5 look uh, like? It looks sold out. That's what it looks like. So there you go. That, that That's why oh. it looks sold out. But I'll leave the, I'll leave uh, Gucci to take that L. Um, and we want to thank everyone for joining us once again. We'll have so much more coming up for you guys. And thank you so much. And like and subscribe.